walked in and I saw a blue Dodgers hat and a pink Dodgers hat. And, and uh, yeah, my missus said, oh, I think the blue Dodgers hat would look nice with you because I have blue eyes. Yeah. So I automatically got the pink one, which was just the wrong decision because she said, why right. would you, you know, oh, I'll just okay. not voice my opinions anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said, honey, I always listen to you, just but not right when now. it comes to hats. <laughs> but every other major decision, listen to yeah, your wife. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Hat wise. Mm. My hat. I got this, babe. I have to wear it every day. Absolutely. Roll tight. Roll tight. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get into, we're gonna get into. Uh, it. There's a lot of stuff to get into here. I'm yeah, telling you. Man. So it's gonna be like I said. You, lo- you look ready. So <laughs> I'm so ready. Honestly, I thrive on uh, difficult questions. Gonna, I'm just gonna Google some weird questions. There right, you quickly. go. But uh, flight went, went okay. Flight was good, mate. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it was six days ago that I caught that flight, but it was oh, actually only yeah. a matter of hours because. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the, I'm actually staying with one of my best friends right now who is in a duo called Seaforth in country music. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're both like my best friends, but I'm staying That's with awesome. Tom um, just now. And um, surprisingly, we're, we're trying to like go a bit easy on the booze right now because last year, you just, you know, there's a pub in Nashville that me and him, it's an Australian British thing, I'm we're telling at, you. Yeah. It's called The Pub in Nashville. Oh, uh, uh, in the Gulch. Yeah, I live right by it. <laughs> oh, dude. We just, yeah, yeah dude, I love it's, it so much. It's dangerous. I'm literally there. Are you at Velocity or what used to be I'm Velocity? At, uh, Aspire. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, is that? Uh, oh, yeah, brand new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what it is. Right on Jason um, Street. Yeah. Last year we just God, we went there all the time. So this year we promised ourselves that we weren't going to drink as much. So <laughs> I actually got to bed at ten o'clock last night, which was there you go. Shocking. Quite domesticated. Oh, usually wow. it's about ten o'clock in the morning, but to get <laughs> to bed at ten o'clock at night is pretty, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. pretty exactly. impressive, as they say. Yeah. 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 So Adulting. Uh, doing a dry January. Damp. Damn. Moist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. You know, there's an after party tonight. Is it actually? Yeah, if you Where? want. Uh, here, well, not here. Oh, wow. Uh, trying to figure out the venue, actually. Stumbling distance, Yeah, there's right? a high yeah. chance. It's a, it's a walking distance, and our driver will be there to take you home. No which, way. Yeah, we already yeah, have I love up. that you're, like, big advocates for no drink driving. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, yes. oh, absolutely. I mean, I, uh, I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun, to be honest. There's a, I have a, my business manager is actually coming in here tonight to watch me for the first time. Uh, she's there actually flown all the way from Nashville, which is pretty impressive. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and yeah. very kind of her. She can come too. Yeah, she can come too. Oh, um, go. She's going back into Chicago tonight. My missus actually was dancing in Chicago here. Um, really? She was on Broadway here um, in the Netherlander, yeah. And um, I, there's a British pub in Chicago called the Elephant and Castle yeah. that I absolutely love. And I said to myself tonight, I was like, I'm going, I'm getting into the city somehow. I'm going to the Elephant and Castle. But do you know what? Now I'm 50-50 after you told me there's a, <laughs> hey, a party. You have to. You guys uh, come back. Absolutely. It's only a six and a half hour drive. I'm hey, gonna get drive all the time. There you go, dude. I, I, honestly, I'm so glad I flew. Like the drive, oh, I drive you're, to you're, Alabama all the time. Six and a half hours. Oh, it's, yeah. it's hectic. On, on 65. 65 all the way down yep. to Dothan. And then oh yeah. Well, Tiff. even coming up north, there's construction everywhere you look. I'm flying. And then, for those of you who haven't decided yet, we have Jordan Harvey on the podcast. <laughs> we just jumped right <laughs> yeah. into it. We just went. I loved it though. That's just how I like it. Yeah. Who uh, just flew in this morning? But apparently it was six days ago, according to his time. It definitely felt like six days ago, but I also feel like I've been awake for a month, so maybe it's just all kind of jammed into one. Yeah. So let's just jump right into it. Let's so do it. You're from Scotland, and now you're living in Nashville. Yes. Most people would never like go from Europe to Nashville. They go like Europe to L.A., New York. Yes. So, so like, why Nashville? 
So when I was a little kid, um, on Saturday mornings, my dad would take me to my grandpa's garage, as you call it. We call it a garage. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where I learned about uh, cars and country music. There was a record played in the corner, and my dad spun Johnny Cash records. So Live at Folsom Prison, favorite album of all time. Uh, and I just fell in love with country music, man. Like, growing up in Scotland, there's such a big folk scene, and there was such a direct correlation that I could hear and see uh, with the storytelling of Scottish Irish folk music and country music. And, you know, instead of getting Kumbaya when they sang to me when I was going to sleep, uh, my mum sang, like, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. So I got some Kenny Rogers classics as well. And I just loved the sound of country, man. I just fell in love with it. And I grew up in rural Scotland, so I feel like I already kind of lived the country lifestyle. Mm. Um, and often people look at me and go, like, oh, there's no way this guy's country with his long hair and his weird outfits but it's like hey man like country music isn't what you look like it's a lifestyle and it's whether or not you live it awesome and i've always lived it man yeah truly absolutely it can't be like can't be more accurate country is a lifestyle it's not like who you are it's lifestyle especially in over here northwest indiana country is like in your blood no matter what absolutely man it's so funny like you know i'm sure we'll get onto this topic at some point and if we don't i'll make it brief but tiktok is such a is such a funny thing right and like this morning like i post this video of this new song i have out called along for the ride and so much amazing positive feedback on it and then this one guy goes literally comments on it saying dude you're dressed like a rapper, not a country artist. And I replied saying, what does that even mean? I mean, like, you can't, like, just because I wore an oversized sweatshirt and a jacket in the freaking freezing cold doesn't mean that, you know, that that identifies. So I just replied saying, hey, man, like, appreciate your comment, but I don't feel like how you dress identifies you in a certain way. No, absolutely not. And that's where, like, for example, we've, we've had Cooper Allen, who, you know, TikTok blew him up. Absolutely. And people just think he's like a parody singer, but yeah, he's a country singer. Yes. Like, you're going to have haters no matter what you do. You just got to learn to, like, just be nice and just brush it off because stay true to who you are. Because 100%, man. As we'll get into a little bit later, because your EP yes. is titled, It Is What It Is. It is what it is, man. And honestly, I... I'm I'm a pretty thick-skinned dude, you know. I've I've been in, I've been in this game for a long time, and I look back at some people that influenced me along the way in country music, FGL being one man, and they got so divided. There's so many people that loved them, and then so many people that gave yeah. them hate, you know. And then eventually, yeah. I've I've listened to many a podcast with with like T Hub and BK, and T Hub was just like, dude, this is me. And like eventually, I knew the songs were good enough that people would fall in wow. love with us, and that's what happened. And I think that you have to believe in your art and your craft. And I think that so many people sway or are swayed by what other people's opinions are. Yep. And I think at the end of the day, you always just have to remember that you are you, you are unique and like love yourself. And eventually, you know, if someone's on the end of a phone and wants to throw hate at you, then they've got their own issues, mm-hmm. man. Like you just keep going ahead, keep being you. Cause like being you is the best thing that you can be. Yeah. You know, no one else is you. So like, That's so just true. be you. Jordan, what I love about what you're just saying too, is it's so easy to be brave behind a keyboard, right? Like they're just, easiest thing. right? It's easiest yeah. thing on the planet. Easiest thing. Secondly, you're you're tangible and you respond. Yeah, I love that. Nobody's managing your Instagram or your no, uh, or your TikTok, and uh, I just think that's extraordinary that you're that connected to the people that you're reaching on those platforms. Absolutely, and I always will be, man. It doesn't matter, you know, if when we're selling our arenas or stadiums or whatever. Like I will always be that because I feel like that fan artist connection is so important. You know, one yeah. of my biggest inspirations outside of. Uh, country music is Lewis Capaldi and I think the reason I love Lewis so much is because he's Scottish he comes from a small town and he's so there for the fans all the time he's always engaging with fans he's always retweeting fans he's always talking to fans and I think that 
sometimes when people get certain levels of fame that can go to their head and they sure. forget oh, yeah. that like you are the only the only reason that you're in the position you're in is because of these people mm. buying tickets to your show mm. buying merchandise yeah. you know that's the only reason so you it's not like you owe them that but I feel at the same time like you do owe them that because fans want to get to know you and they oh, yeah. want to be there for you so it's yeah. fans first you know and as my manager said one fan at a time and fans first every single day because wow, without fans you have no career no, absolutely. No career. It's like some people, you know, once they get, you know, I guess, quote unquote, fame. Yeah. They're just like too good for like, you know, interacting with the fans or just even commenting back to someone could make their week or month. Absolutely. We, we've seen it here at, yeah. at our festivals and our, our shows with just meeting the artists or like just having them like a tweet. Yeah. They're like, they're going to retweet. <laughs> oh my God. Like Jordan Harvey, like, like my tweets. Like the littlest thing goes the for longest way. And that's how you gain more fans. Cause like you're there for your fans. Yes. Instead yeah. of just like, all right, guys. Thanks. But no thanks. 100%. 100%. I've seen it firsthand. You know, I've seen it firsthand. And even Liam Gallagher, you know, again, a, a couple of Brits have been speaking about and absolutely nothing to do with country music. But <laughs> I follow these guys and I love these guys. And, you know, Liam obviously being the lead singer of Oasis back in the day. Mm-hmm. And man, he's in his 50s now, I think. Yeah. He's still retweeting fans. He's still yeah. commenting on fans' posts. Like, because he knows the importance of building fans. And I think that it doesn't need to just be talking about country music. I think it's music in general. Every artist should appreciate and respect their fans and give them the time of day. Because again, I'll say it one more time. Without fans, you have no career. Well, you know what I wanted to say too, something real quick was I read a statement from you. Yeah. Because, and I, and I loved it. I thought it was so intelligent for someone at your age to mm. pick this up. You said in a, in, in a written statement, it might have been a bio or it might have yeah. been an interview script, that you learned a lot about writing music by watching the way people respond yeah. in the audience. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally giving you in the moment feedback. Mm-hmm. Meaning, which means, Jordan, they're obviously important to you because you care about how they're responding to your art. A hundred percent. I mean, a hundred percent. Because at the end of the day, man, like any artist that ever sits and writes a song for themselves. Yeah shouldn't be writing music man you write music for people it's true though you <laughs> write like true. the reason I write a song and it can be from a personal experience but mm-hmm. I don't I don't write it for myself to listen to it in my yeah. car and go like oh dude like love this song I write this song because I'm feeling something at the specific time and we're all human everyone all is human, human. so we it. all feel this something we all feel heartbreak I mean we all f- we all feel love we all know what it's like to fall in love I hope we all know what it's feels like to have her heart broken I hope that everyone doesn't get to feel that but like these are real human emotions and you need to be yeah. able to write something that taps into that emotion of that person who hears that song Yeah, and that for me I mean for example I, I listen to that Morgan Evans song right now and it breaks my heart man like I listen to that and I'm it like heartbreaking. it's heartbreaking but you know what There's no, even though he wrote that from a personal experience he wrote that for the people exactly. because yeah. with him listening to that in his car like great good job Morgan like great song <laughs> yeah. but it's the millions of people that he's like touching with that song you never go on stage. I go on stage every night because I want to perform and I want to entertain the people. I don't yeah. want to be entertained. If yeah. I want to be entertained, I'll watch The Sopranos. Like, yeah, right. I, I, I perform to entertain people and I write music for the people. The people make your career. Yeah. Especially like when you can relate to the what you're going through relate to your music, which also yeah. relates to the fans because everyone go, goes their same same thing at one point in time throughout their life. So having re- like the most popular songs are relatable. You don't see like, you know, some fake scenario like yes. a popular song being relatable at all or popular even. Yeah. yeah but speaking of your like your music itself yeah, of course yeah you weren't really a, a singer before nah you were a 
Well, Songra, right? So how, so, like, how did that happen? Yeah, man. So like, from my, my kind of musical past being pretty interesting, when I was younger, um, I was around, roughly around the age of like 13, 14, and I always had this love for country music and, and music in general. And um, my cousin passed away in a tragic car accident, and I inherited his drum kit. Wow. So yeah, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> Not cool that he died, but it's kind of cool no, that I got right. this drum kit. Um, and I basically just, I said to myself from that moment, everything in life happens for a reason yeah. and this drum kit came into my life and I could see how the how my family was and everyone was so proud of my cousin because he was in this band and it was doing pretty decent and stuff and I just said well cool like I'll be the one that takes the reins and I'll keep drums nice. in the family so I, I studied drums I worked at drums for, for years and years I studied as a session drummer played as a session drummer played all over the UK Europe came to America got my first job playing on Broadway and Tootsies and Honky <laughs> Tonk Central and Rippies and stuff yeah man and like <clears throat> I always just wrote songs as well on the side and and one day I got a call saying uh, I was I was playing in uh, Honky Tonk Central and I think someone had videoed me and when I was playing downtown I was playing drums and I played keyboards and yeah. I'd sing some songs play guitar and my band leader was amazing man he just let me play everything and uh, someone videoed me and sent it to someone and I got a call to come in and meet a label which was Broken Bow Records and um, on top of that I met the guys in King Calloway and then I joined King Calloway and then when I was in King Calloway that's when I really you know I got offered a publishing deal on the side and they were like hey we just want to keep writing keep writing so I started writing all these songs yeah. and I don't know I, I think that if it wasn't for the publishing deal I wouldn't be writing the songs I am today because wow. it allowed me to write 100 plus songs a year and it's like a muscle man like you know if you go to the gym you're not going to be benching 250 straight away you're going to start off at 50 and then get to 70 yeah you've got some big arms there bro you're probably <laughs> slamming 250 back there but like for me it started off at 50 and then 70 and then you work your way up don't yeah. you so you never write the first song you write is never your best song. You eventually get to a point where you can tap into your feelings because there is a, there's a connection. It's funny with songwriting. And for some people that can do it straight away, like, damn you, Paul McCartney. Um, <laughs> damn but like, yeah, There comes a point where you can put your emotions and your talent into the into the right place and it connects and you go yeah. okay there's the there's the song and i think for me that was i will was the first one that i really yeah. felt that I was like boom there's personal and like craft and talent wow. at the same time intersecting comes together yeah. and then you create this song and you get the goosebumps and you're like okay this is a great it. song like i love this song and then when you send that to your team and you get the same reaction um so for me yeah, it started off drums and songwriting and then eventually just morphed into this artistry okay wow and then so back to, you know, like I will. Yeah. You, to, to piggyback off that, did yeah, you ever expect like Alabama Girl to be as popular as it is? And wait, first off, why Alabama Girl? Yeah. Like, why not Indiana Girl? Yeah, why not? <laughs> so, Where are you at today? Yeah, yeah. I came back from uh, Scotland in, in August 2020 after I'd been over there for the pandemic. And I went to a party and my buddy invited me along. And... It was just full of dudes, which was extremely uh, discouraging having the fact that I'd not seen a female for five months because I was locked in my house. And uh, <laughs> out steps the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life holding this red velvet cake. It was uh, a friend of mine's uh, birthday party. So she brings out the cake and we got talking and um, asked her on a date, managed to get the date eventually after about 10 tries. And uh, did on the first, yeah, very persistent. <laughs> and on the first date, I just knew that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with this person. And it so happens that she's from Alabama, went to the University of Alabama. And uh, wow. yeah, we just recently got engaged, actually. Um, yeah, there's your that. inspiration. I know. So my Alabama girl. And I actually wrote that song about her um, in her dad's office in Alabama during the pandemic. That's actually wow. Yes. That's awesome. And I had this line in this song, um, dear friend of mine who 
kind of took me under his wing. His name's Andy Albert. He's all over Nashville right now. I mean, he wrote a rock for uh, with Hardy. He mm-hmm. wrote like Thinking About You for Dustin, Good Girl. He's a monster songwriter. He um, he took me under his wing and really wanted to be part of this wow. project, which was a, a really humbling for me that someone <laughs> of that you know caliber wants to get be a part of someone that had one song you know I will yeah. um, and uh, he just he loved the he loved the kind of vision I had and where I wanted to go and he said to me he was like can I have this line because um, I told him I wanted to do the Alabama song blah 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 and he said well what about if we wrote it and the middle part of it was she likes my accent and I love her draw and I said done that's the <laughs> whole song that's the whole song we just everyone else just has to go around that, that like that's yeah that is the whole song I'm like just, cool. just like that's it hit that line and we'll build the whole thing around there that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Now, uh, so your debut EP mm-hmm. just released, what, eight days ago? Nine eight days, days ago? ago, yeah. Because ironically, I saw you at Whiskey Jam the day before it released. Oh, I'm sorry. I had laryngitis, but at least you got to see that performance. <laughs> yeah. I, I, hey. <laughs> Dedication, because, you, you know, like yeah. you said, you want to perform. You wasn't going to let nobody yeah. down. No, I wasn't, down. dude. Now, how did you come up with the title, It Is What It Is, as yeah. we talked about earlier? So, like, I came up with the title, It Is What It Is, because I feel like I just caught myself saying that so much in life, and I feel like it's such a relatable term, man. I just think that, you know, the pandemic happened, and it was such a sad time, and for a lot of people, uh, it, was a, it was a reset time for a lot of people, and... I remember being back at my mum and dad's and kind of saying, well, I can either sit in my joggers here, you guys call them sweatpants, and I can play FIFA or Xbox and eat chocolate ice cream every day, yeah. or I can get out and I can walk and I can write songs. And I mean, in the pandemic of a space of five, six months, I was back in Scotland. I definitely wrote well over a hundred songs, which is pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. And I just said, Hey, listen, it is what it is. This is a position I'm in. You either, you either make good of it or you make bad of it. And I just think that's the decision in every life. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I feel like that's the way in, in every walks of life. Like it is what it is. You either do this or you do that. And if you do this, there's consequences. You do that, there's consequences. It is what it is. Take it on the chin, move forward. And I feel like it's such a it's such a down the line term because it's not negative, it's not positive. It's just like, it is what it is. And I feel like with this record, that this record is what it is. It was recorded all over the world, man. It was parts of the record are my backing vocals are from Scotland. I cut them in my mom's bedroom. <laughs> That's awesome. Alabama Girl, the chorus vocal for the Alabama Girl was recorded in my girlfriend's mom and dad's closet. You know, I think there's even I like- I love this yeah. story. I love this. Yeah, awesome. it did, true. And Seriously. overnight, all the like the- that yeah. was all in uh, Scotland as well. Along for the Ride was recorded in my little studio-esque side bedroom where the dog's bed is in Nashville. Like, it was just Nashville, and then I, I recorded the vocals for the verse and chorus vocals of Overnight, minus the post-chorus, Alabama Girl verses, and I will verse and chorus. I recorded that all in my buddy's washroom in LA. So it's like LA, Nashville, Potentially Serbia because I was there for two weeks. I can't. I can't confirm that. Uh, Scotland, Alabama. I mean, it was just there was like four or five different locations. This record was recorded, and again, it is what it is. Like, you know, I was in Scotland, so the vocals somehow the the backing vocals were better where when I recorded them in Scotland than when I tried to redo them. It is what it is. Keep them. Yeah, so that's, awesome. that's just the record, man. Yeah, it's just, yeah. locations yeah. that weren't necessarily yeah. acoustically treated. Yeah, let's and be honest, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. And people on, online being like, "This kid's not Scottish. Like, isn't country Scottish?" And like, "Well, it's what it is." Because guess what? I'm pretty. <laughs> that's awesome. If you can yeah, see when I grew up, I'm pretty, I'm pretty country result. when I grew up. I'm telling yeah. you, that is awesome. Now, what's your favorite song off the EP? Man, I have a favorite. I have so many different favorite songs for different reasons. As a as a single standpoint. No, or no, actually, no, no. Let's not, yeah. Let's not do singles. Yeah, like, I think personally. Yeah, personally, think about change. Just because 
that song was written about my girlfriend entirely, who's now my fiance. Um, and I had a conversation with my dad about, I remember I said to him, you know, how did you feel when you met mom? And he kind of felt the same way as I felt when I met my girlfriend. And again, like for every person that's met their person or is yeah. dreaming of meeting their person, who who doesn't want to hear a song saying like, I never liked to think about change until you changed everything. And it's so true. Like I was a, you know, I say, <laughs> my tag on Instagram is Caledonian cowboy because I'm this Scottish cowboy that's never that's settled. Awesome. I mean, I've lived a million lives, but it's... Um, I just love the fact that she was the person and I'm so lucky, truly so lucky that I have her and that she was the person to change everything for me. Because now music and now my life, I don't do everything for me, I do it for us. And I've never had that before. Yeah, And it's amazing to have that, you know? It's amazing to have that person that you wake up every day and just go like, you are my world. Uh, Without sounding cringy or cheesy, it's just like, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. So she changed everything for me. So forever, whenever I play that song, I just, I'll never not be able to think of her. So that's my favorite song. It's the one I, and my best friend, Tom Jordan produced it. So even better, which is like the best thing. Now, do you ever bring uh, your fiance out on the road with you? So uh, as of yet, there's, she's been out a couple times, um, but she is actually a dancer in a Broadway musical right now that she was in Chicago for, I want to say six to seven months at the, wow. the Nederlander Theater. She was in the new production of The Devil Wears Prada. And that's just about to move to New York. So she's in like these preparation stages. Um, but whenever she can get out, um, she definitely comes out for sure. Yeah. But we have a little baby doggy that needs oh, him's mama. Yeah. So you can't leave the doggy. No. That's no, what no. it is. I'm like, honey, is it me or the dog? She's like, it's the dog. I'm like, of course it's the dog. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's the cutest little thing in the world. So, what kind of dog is it? He's a little lab cross with like a pit bull. We oh. rescued. Yeah, dude, he's That's beautiful. Awesome. We rescued him from Nashville Humane last year. Okay. Um, yeah. And you named him Ghost. Ghost. Yeah, he's ghosty. So, and he's a little, he's a little, uh, little cream, cream angel. He's just perfect. So, nice. so. I know we got like the show coming up yes. and you got like sound check one Yeah. So I was told to ask you some weird questions. I fired away, man. Come on, hit me with the weirdest ones. Right, I got three. Right. Is soup cereal or is cereal soup? Sorry. Oh, good question. Um, depends what kind of soup you have, to be honest. Um, a scotch broth would tend to have oats in it. So I would lean towards saying that that's a cereal, but just a straight up tomato bisque, I'm going to say that's just straight up soup. Okay. Soup. Yeah. Now, is a hot dog a sandwich? Definitely, because it's in a bun, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because Squeeze you was, between bread, yes, yeah, sir. it is right. Because you put ham on a uh, mm. ham on two bits of bread, you say it's a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. what's the difference between a long See? sausage? Yeah, it's okay. a sandwich. Now, last one. So if you're at a restaurant and you're waiting on the waiter, yeah, are you the waiter? Technically, I mean, if you're talking about scientific terms, then I'm technically the waiter. <laughs> And someone is also waiting on you to make a decision. So I think everyone in that circumstance is waiting. So technically, you're a part of the waiting team. So you are a waiter. There you you are a waiter. And this is why your mind can write songs, That's right? Because, exactly. Yeah. I don't it's know how. Amazing. And I also have ADD as well. So it's pretty impressive that I can think of like six things at once. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, just, just like that. Oh, mate, we, my, my missus and I can be talking about buying a table from Ikea. And the next second I'm talking about is a hot dog a sandwich. So it's pretty, uh, <laughs> it's pretty incredible well, where my mind moves to. If you have ADD, I hope everyone we ever interview has ADD. Because this was <laughs> amazing. You're so much fun. Ah, uh, dude. Literally. So are you guys. Thank you so much for having Man, me, truly. Absolutely. Like I said, after the show, you're coming with. <laughs> as long as there's, yeah. as long as there's scotch there, I'll be there. Oh, what kind? Johnny Walker. I mean, oh, I, I keep it you. easy for the Americans. Well, Don't we, worry. We, we, You'll be Johnny Walker. <laughs> there we go. You'll be Johnny Walker to the car. Exactly. There we go. Right, before we let you go, yes. 
drop your, your socials so yes. they can follow you and keep up with you. Absolutely. So follow me on all social platforms on at Jordan Harvey Music. That's at Jordan Harvey Music. And um, yeah, just on there, you follow my life, man. You can see what I've been up to, see what I do, see me being a total goofball on TikTok, and then keep up with uh, some cool things I've been up to recently around the release, i.e. what I'll be doing this evening. So thank you so much for having me. Hey, no, thanks. Thank you for coming being part of us and remember guys Jordan Harvey music not Jordan Harvey the MLS soccer player for LAS. not the MLS soccer player and I'm extremely excited for you to hear me tonight with Outlaw and Jaius so that makes me very happy alright absolutely Let's and there you have it. it guys thank you All cheers right.